friggin' what up, dude? Um, Strider Wilson, and I'm the host of this podcast that's mine. It's gonna be called History is Night. Friggin' what up, dude? Welcome back to another ep of History is Dank, dude. I'm your host, <clears throat> Strider Wilson. Dude, we got Aaron beasting it on the sticks, dude. What up, Aaron? What up? Dude, chilling, dude. And we got an extra special mother fucking tree in the house right now, dude. Maybe you saw his name in the ep description. Just maybe that's why you clicked a little extra quick. We got the legend in the house, dude. JT Parr. What up, dudes? That was a fucking fire intro, man. You sounded like Mean Gene from like the WWF days there. Dude, let's die, baby. When you said you made the click extra quick, let's go. You didn't know you were going to rhyme. You found that halfway through. Exactly. And I didn't honestly didn't even realize it rhymed till now. That but that's when you're like super in sync, you know, flow state. Yes. The, the things the they weave together, they connect. It just happens, dude. It's that accidental beauty. It's just it's just the universe coming together. That's like when you're young and you accidentally make a better joke than the one you intended to make. And then people kind of catch you and they're like, hey, did you mean that? And then you just got to quickly. You need to lie. You, you got to lie. You lie. Always lie. Mm-hmm. To the young people out there, never say you didn't mean to do it. Always take the credit. Correct. Because you might have meant to do it on a deeper subconscious level. Mm-hmm. You, you may not have known you meant to do it, but I believe in you. Yes. And then if they ask you, what did you exactly mean from that? Then you double down and you go, did you not get it? Right. Question them. Or you say an artist never explains. Even better. Look, the muse touched me, I listen. Uh-huh. I respond to the touch. The best. I remember growing up, my dad would be like, Strider. Shut up, bitch. Oh, uh, every, uh, 100%. He would go, in the way he would say, sh- he would say his subtext was, shut up, bitch. And it would come out, he'd go, less is more. <laughs> Isn't it funnier, too? Like, I always think, especially as I get older and I become more and more like my father, I'll reflect on things that I perceived as rude or petty or childish from him. Yeah. And then I look back and I go, fucking guy had a point. Oh, dude, yeah. Bro, dude, I, I would be t- saying too much stupid shit and he'd go, go practice your bounce pass. And I would just go outside and bounce pass the ball against the garage. Dude, good advice from your dad, yeah. but also you just picking up that advice and taking it outside and, and listening. Yeah, and guess what? I have fire bounce passes, dude. And a bounce pass is beautiful. It is. Everyone loves, like, LeBron highlights. I'm sure there's a whole highlight on his bounce passing, like distance bounce passes. There's just something so much cooler about them than your typical pass. It's so true. It's just the math. It's because it's genius. It's the math you're doing in your mind. Yeah, dude, like when J-Kid, who was my favorite point guard growing up, he would uh, sometimes, like, toss it almost like a rugby ball and put some English on it, and yeah. you would see it, like bounce to the outside of a defender's knee and then like, you know, take a new angle in to, uh, you know, Kenyon Martin or Richard Jefferson or one of the primo athletes he was being flanked by. All athletes, not good basketball players. Like who, who else was the good basketball? Like that Nets team was the worst team to make it to the finals. Probably. Who it else was, was good on that team? Okay, so the starting lineup was Jason Kidd, Kerry Kittles. Kittles, I like Kittles. Keith Van Horn the first year and then Jefferson supplanted him. And then it was Kenyon Martin at the four. And then I think at the five... It was first Todd McCullough, and then I think they traded for Dikembe Mutombo. Dikembe. I think he was on that team. I might be wrong. I know he was on the Sixers 100%. But They traded for him from the Nuggets because they, they made that, that push. And then Allen Iverson, dude. 
he was the best. Wow. I don't think I ever cared about sports more than I did because I was like 12 at that time, or maybe like, yeah, I was 13 at that time. And it was like, it meant everything to 100%. me. 100%. It was awesome, dude, watching that. And like, I don't know, maybe young kids think the players are cool now, but I'm like, actually, Damian Lillard's cool. They're cool. Yeah, they are cool players right now. You know now. what? They're little, they're not as, uh, it was unfair. It was steeped in racism. But what was cool about the NBA that we grew up with is that it was a little bit more edgy. Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, the way, f- and this isn't, uh, like the way parents were afraid of like rap, they were kind of afraid of uh, Allen Iverson. Yeah. Like he was this kind of like badass and people were like, but is he, is he the right person to be the face of the league? Yeah. But when you're 13, you're like, that's stupid. Of course he should be. He's all heart. He plays his fucking ass off. He's, uh, he's a media underdog because of his size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fucking awesome, dude. It's truly the best. And also now it's different, difficult to judge because I'm like an older man. So like I'm like Durant's age, basically. So like everyone younger is a kid you're at this like point. You're like Durant. Dude, thank you, dude. You're tall, you're rangy. Our game's very similar, dude. Similar. Thank you. He plays it at a little bit of a better level. High release point on your jumper. Exactly. Never bring it down. My follow through is very ugly. I mean, it's more of an of a Reggie push Miller. Shot. Yep. It's like a push shot. Exactly. It's more kind of like a Sean Marion shot. Speaking. Yeah, of that. you do it's shoot like, like Sean, Sean Marion. Marion. Yeah, but uh, but now it's like you're like I'm not going to idolize like a 20 year old kid except except for Timothy Chalamet and Joe Burrow. Dude, you just nailed it. Just I look totally up to took Joe my Burrow argument and just totally. No, but you're right. You're right. But it's so true because Joe Burrow's so cool. Wait, do we not idolize twenty year olds? Don't we kind of look up to all of I them? I think we all do. Don't we all love James Dean? He's eternally cool and dead He's at twenty five. Cool. He's cool. You're right. But Nick Bosa would beat his ass. I would love. Yeah, Nick Bosa would body slam his ass so fucking mm-hmm. hard, dude. Who, who wins but in the fight? But then Dean would like fix his hair afterwards, and I'd be like, he knows who he is. He recovered. And he'd like take the bloody thing and be like, his lip, and be like, it's all good. He'd be like, whatever, man. You trying to hurt me? That's your problem. It's fine. Just trying to smoke a cigarette inside. Mm-hmm. And Joey's like, I don't know who wins in a fight, Nick or Joey Bosa. Joey's older. I always uh, go with the older brother, even if the younger brother seems more physically capable. There's a mental edge. There's a mental edge. There's something that just can't be conquered. The younger brother doesn't want to win. He doesn't want to upset the biological order of things. The universe would literally implode if the younger brother won. It's just not meant to happen. And here's things that were meant to happen. This episode of this podcast. So dank. JT and I crush fucking movies. We'll have a sleepover. We'll start Braveheart at 12 at midnight, stay up till 5, just watch it. And we've seen it about 80 times. And then we hopped on the phone call the other day, as we do, and you were like, dude, let's fucking talk about, we've all heard of artistic license, and you had this beautiful term where you said, what about historical license? These true figures from history in the stories and movies that we love so much, and we're going to go through five today. And did these movies nail it, or did they fuck it up? Right. Is the movie version, because we know they're going to make shit up. Yes. And is the shit they made up better than what actually happened? Is is history better? Mm-hmm. Is fact better? Or is fiction better in these isolated instances? That's what we're going to do today. The NFL action continues, and we're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL divisional round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. That sounds pretty dank to me. I mean... What a beautiful time of year, the NFL playoffs, and what a beautiful time of year to get in on that action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DANK 
New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional rounds and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DANK. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And can we pull out of that an overarching uh, like a thesis on how these things should work? And maybe much like my unintended um, genius, if I dare say, with my quick click rhyme, We'll see what this thesis ends up being. We, we don't know. Some, we have some ideas. You know, I don't we know. No, I've pondered a few, yeah. but I'm but I'm waiting for it to be informed by, you know, your observations. Likewise, and that's what's the beauty of this episode. Where there's a lot of things we have not disclosed with one another, but although we did have a very tasty afternoon where we had we were posting up with Sunny, crushing dank um, blue drink from Air One and Thank watching you. some film. We 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 watched a lot of YouTube breakdowns on different on these different historical figures and we watch clips from the movies. It was sick. So we're fucking informed. Dude, dog. we're fired up, bro. We basically were both walking around the living room wielding air swords. It was rad, dude. Aaron, are you fired up? Always. Aaron, do you love Always epic films? I mean, you, you know, you notoriously don't like Moneyball, which is, dare I say, you it's know, look. epic, I mean. But you know what he doesn't like about Moneyball? That it's not accurate. That it's not accurate. Yep. There we go. They had good pitchers. So, yeah. so Aaron, this is going to be a good episode for you. And please chime in at will. Because if you have something that we're missing, let us know. And because we're going to go through, like JT said, we want the fact. And is the fiction greater? Did it make a better movie? Or if they would have stuck, stuck with just the facts, would it have been better? Yeah, I can readily admit to that if I'm wrong. Okay. So let's freaking party. The, we're going to start because ladies first. We're going to start with a little movie. Now we're going through five. So buckle up and get ready. We're going to start with a little movie called Joan of Arc, which is a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, this is a great one to start with because the real life story, undeniably badass. Yes. Young chick, gets visions. She's got to help her country out. They're in a long, torrid battle with England. She's from France. Years. They're getting their asses rocked. Mm -hmm. And then you don't expect a young gal to be the one who turns the tide. 100%. Because it's just not the norm historically unladylike but this chick was so badass and so driven with purpose that the kings the generals were like we gotta use her exactly she shows up she goes to like <clears throat> some initial barracks and she's like look i have these these saints she's like saint michael saint catherine of alexandria and saint margaret of antioch they're talking to me they're letting me know this is what we have to do and like she'll be like, there's a sword in this church. That's the sword I'm going to use. But she's never been there. And there's no way she could know it's ever there. But the saint told her. And then sure enough, it's there. So then they're like, fuck, bro. Let's fucking go. And then she leads a badass resistance. And she ends up getting betrayed and, and all this. But in the movie, and you mentioned this, JT. And she did, she did claim to speak with, with saints in dreamlike visions. But in a movie, when you do these dreamlike visions, I mean, it's just lame. It doesn't add much. No. And you're like, hey, like this gal did all this badass shit on the battlefield. To me, you can cut straight to her waking up and just telling me what she saw, which would also maybe be more interesting for the audience. Because if you show the visions, then we as the audience are going to believe the visions really did come from a... Mm -hmm. a like ethereal being. Whereas if she just wakes up and goes, hey, I saw some shit, you don't know if you believe her, but then you believe her when the sword's there and when the fighting's good. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. I think I don't think it adds much. If anything, 
it makes me not. We couldn't get through it. We couldn't get full no. candor. We couldn't get through the movie. It's, a, we, it's just a bad movie. It's bad. And we love freaking uh, Lilu from Fifth Element. Fucking what's Mia her name? Jovovich. The best. She's amazing. She's awesome. Makes a little appearance in Dazed and Confused as a stoner. Let's go. She's kind of the. What's the girl from Queen's Gambit? Oh, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah. Mia Jovovich was kind of the. Yeah. Like the late Gen X version of that. You're right. That's exactly right. She would play the, that. that like right. striking features, but good actor can keep it grounded. But but there's always something unique there because they just look different than everybody exactly. else. Exactly. They have an interesting just uh, facial structure, you know? Mm-hmm. Easy on the eyes, too. Yeah, pretty. Pretty, pretty on the for eyes. For sure, for sure. And so we're going to go ahead and say in this one, and, you know, this we'll, we're going to spend some more time on some others, but because this movie was so unwatchable, and the story's very dank, you know, she famously... Um, she's always being like, it's all about heresy. It's like the church is battling, like the Pope is losing power and then who's being backed by what God. And so her story is important because it's like she stood up for what she believed in, right or wrong, against like the people who called her a heretic. And yeah, then, she wouldn't back down on it, right? Exactly. She's like, no. Three interesting real life things. One, some people think there was a bait and switch at her burning. Whoa. Yeah. They think that they put someone else up there and that she was still kicking it afterwards. A lot of people claim to be her after the fact, but I guess one person had a solid like believability in it. That's interesting. Another thing I think that could have helped the movie, her number two, like her best dude friend who was like her general, he was a fucking monster. Ooh. He was like a serial killer, torturer, like uh, he, if, if she was godly, he was Satan. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting how those things go together uh, when you're trying to, like, if you're going to try and influence the world, you need both sides of that, of that mm-hmm. energy. It's kind of like the John F. Kennedy book. John F. Kennedy was really nice to people and really diplomatic, but his brother was a fucking bulldog and would go after people. And, and he needed his brother. He needed that guy. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing is the church did a mea culpa on it and they canonized her and made her a saint. Which, I know. In the it, 1900s. It's unbelievable. Dude, the, the full come around. It, literally, it's just all about people, and it's a story, age old, using God and using God's will. And when they're done with it, they're their like, own. thanks for the help, but now we actually think you're Satan. You got to die. Exactly. Oh, no, you know, this other king's in power, and, you know, my state's going to be more protected because of this, and then bye-bye. Later. Yeah, so it's all fucked. And she got betrayed by, like, the, the House of Burgundy was, like, working with England against basically the rest of France, and then so she was betrayed by some Frenchmen given over to the English, and then... That's who killed her, was the English? Yeah, the English put her up, in like the church, basically. But, but the French knew what they were doing when they turned her over. Mm-hmm. They're like, she hey, was betrayed. we don't want the blood on our hands, but, you know, we're going to get out of the car and let exactly. these other people handle it. And the battle continued for 22 years after she died, so it didn't really... War never stops. Yep. So we're going to go ahead and say that that movie, definitely the fiction was worse. Yeah. Definitely Fact worse. wins in a rout. Fact wins, big time rout um, in its full glory, you know, as ugly as it was and, and such. And it's just because of the dream sequences. No more dream sequences. And you know, I didn't see the Harriet Tubman movie, but I heard that one was heavy on the dream sequences. But you told me that that was also true for Harriet Tubman, that she had visions, which is cool that God keeps yeah. giving visions to these badass chicks. It is. And who like the proof's in the pudding because they both you know did some badass shit. But I think if you fuck up either of those movies, the Tubman movie or the John, they're such good stories. If you fuck that up. You never work again in Hollywood. I don't think you deserve another crack. Yeah, you're done. Like you took a perfectly good story from reality. How do you mess it up? Yeah, 
because the director's like, no, but my vision is that to lean into these visions and then you see it's colors. The palette is, is dark <laughs> exactly. and gothic and scary, but it's alive. It's also erotic. Exactly. And you're like, what? You know, she has an underground railroad and, and there's very real royal stakes where she could die. But what is more interesting is the visions, these visions. What is a vision? I've had visions. visions. Yes. No, no, no. Get out of here, dude. All right. Moving right along to our second epic film and epic character. Perhaps, you know, you said this, does anybody have more longevity? Has is, is a name been remembered longer than any other character than this? Alexander the Great. The movie, of course, Alexander, directed by Oliver Stone. He, uh, this all takes place, I mean, this is a guy, 356 BC, so this is all before Jesus, before Rome, all of that before Troy or any of these things, when the little island of Macedonia goes out, which is a story in and of its own, this little tiny Greek island conquers the world. Amazing. Still, I think, had the b biggest empire even more than when, like, the sun never set on Britain. Like, he conquered more. No one's ever done it. And all of the known world. Yes. Like, if he had had a map of more, he probably would have tried to take some boats to North America. Guaranteed he would have. Guaranteed he would have. Because he's like, we got to go to India. And we started watching this scene where one of his generals, Cleander, was that, or Cletus, Cletus, Cletus is like, dude, you're being a fucking schmoll. Which was all real. Yes. <laughs> and, all and, and the scene is actually pretty accurately depicted. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a point where Cletus is like, do you really consider yourself the son of Zeus? And he's like, I am, because Alexander thought he was the son of Zeus, yeah. which was super disrespectful to his father, who was a beast uh, king conqueror in yeah. his own right. Val Kilmer, Philip II. And then Cletus saves his life in the movie. Cletus saved his life... In real life, he saved his life at a battle. And then Alexander's like, stop talking shit to me. Get him the fuck out of here. And so yeah. like the bros separate. First, he's like, attack him, attack him. But it, Alexander's men are also his boys. And they're like, nah, dude, we're not going to attack him. Like, y'all are just drunk. Like, let's just break it up. They break it up. They kick Cletus out. Cletus comes back in, talks more shit. Which <laughs> Amazing. is so, so real life, dude. He sneaks back like, in. I'm, yeah, he's fucker. I'm not going to bed. You try to put me to bed, dude? Fuck you, bitch. I got more <laughs> shit to talk. And then... He was pissed because Alexander was supposed to let him chill for a while and leave him in charge of one of the like nations that they had conquered. And instead, he was like, hey, take these mercenary fighters that we just conquered mm -hmm. and go with them and go conquer some more lands. And Cletus was like, bro, I don't want to go fight with these guys. Yeah, these aren't my boys. They're not my boys. Dude. I haven't shed blow. Dude, I'm just trying to kill these guys. Why are you being an asshole like that? Yes. And it's a smart leadership tactic that Alexander, that other dictators have employed of like putting people that you've conquered in positions of power to keep the population under control. And then his king, his generals are a little jealous of that. And then his boy gets repurposed, like you said. Like, dude, he basically sends him on a beer run. Mm -hmm. Dude, go get some fucking With, like, beers. people you don't like. Yeah. And they're going to drive and they're going to choose the music. <laughs> dude, no shot. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? He's like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and the beer me? is like... It's like in Big Bear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, ex dude, 100%. You're in J-Tree, and he's like, you got to go up to fucking... It's going to be like a five-hour trip. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm not doing that. So Alexander, basically, he's drunk on... His whole thing's about bettering his father. We, we watch this thing. It's like he has an inferiority complex, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, he's... He basically just needs to conquer, the, fill an endless void. It's like he needs to feed the machine and send wealth back to his countries and his families in honor, but he's really doing it for ego and for himself. Yeah, he's just possessed by this need for greatness, and it, hence his name. Exactly. But 
But my issue with the movie is is that they do nail all those things about Alexander. Like they nail his weaknesses. Mm -hmm. You, it's in every scene. It's like he's being kind of petulant. He's being kind of a child. He, you can see this this wounded kid who's just trying to prove something, and that's all there. And I like that when that's in an epic. But like, where's the badass shit? Exactly. Because the guy, I know he was a bit of a baby, but also he did some shit that no one else has ever done. Yeah. And I don't believe in that Colin Farrell character that that guy was capable of that. Exactly right. The performance is very lacking and they almost should have limited the scope of it because it's Alexander the Great. It's so big on scale. It's like in his demise, it should have just like taken, like because we see him come to power and with his father and then... That flashes back. It's like just maybe focus on India when his men start to turn, right? Or or, or yeah, just that would sort be cool if they the jumped end. in towards the end and they just showed the like the disillusion of all of it. Yeah. I think that would have been better because that well, seems like what he's most interested in. Yeah. Remember, this project was probably rushed because there was another one. Like Baz Luhrmann was going to make one as well. Aaron, th- it's like you were watching shit with us yesterday, brother. Yeah. Brother. Bro, when you come in and say something like that, dude, and and I didn't even know that. And JT just goes, bro, did you know that? And I go, what? And then so we feel like Leo would have done a better job as Alexander. Yeah, I think so. But. But but dude, I mean, we love Colin Farrell, bro. We love Colin Farrell, but we're grateful that. Oh, yeah. Bos Lerman. But we're grateful Bos Lerman. Did you see that Elvis movie, bro? Yeah, we don't want to see, see that, Boz Lerman's version of Alexander, bro. Alexander's singing all of a sudden into a musical, dude. And the, all the montage and editing and yeah, shit, the dude. Editing oh, I did it, like the Elvis movie. It would have been so exhausting. Oh, Aaron, don't think I didn't hear you say you like the Elvis movie. I'm going to forgive that, though. But I mean, dude. It, it, and JT's right. It would have been exhausting. And Oliver Stone, is does, exhausting. he's exhausting, too. Yeah. He is. And, and he's one of my favorites, but he's, he's a beast. He's made the best movies. I'm like, dude, any given Sunday, bro, if he would have split direct that and had like the, the dude who filmed the Remember the Titans football scenes mm-hmm. film the football scenes for him, like a B director, and then he does everything Bo else. Jokin, yeah. That's the best movie of all time. It would have been amazing. It's the best movie of all time. And I love any given Sunday, but, but yeah, I do think that Ollie Stone, it was weird. It was like the two most exhausting directors were going toe-to-toe for this thing and really if it was if it was martin scorsese directing with leo dicaprio's alexander oh, bro that's it it's then the, they'd still be shooting that that's true it's true there'd be some voiceover but we wouldn't we couldn't use some voiceover honestly it would have kept it moving there'd be some rolling stones music but like gimme shelter ribs gimme shelter fucking rule dude there would definitely be a gimme shelter sequence where he's just picking out his shield they all have it they, like, they all have italian accents <laughs> and, you know? amazing, they're like dude. hey alexander what the fuck happened what would you do to my fucking shield? My shield's all scuffed up. He's like, who the fuck are you talking to about your shield? Go clean your fucking shit and get ready for battle. The fucking Persians are here, you fucking bitch. Exactly, dude, exactly. And like, They're all they, wearing suits. <laughs> He's got a necktie. Yeah. He's like, hey, gotta go. Yeah, you know, I'm moving past Mesopotamia. We got big plans here. You know what I mean? Come on. You know, I gotta be home for the wife. Like, you know what I mean? Come on. She's driving me crazy. She's fucking She's nuts. Me crazy. You know? But that, that Brajul... Anyway, the guy ends up getting, he uh, just for a little history, he ends up getting a fever. He goes out drinking with one of his uh, admirals. It's crazy that he had a navy. He'd like send his navy around too, pricking badass, but he needs it. He's an island. And uh, he drinks, falls into fever, but it's after his, um, ooh, his lover and a uh, high-end general and a great fighter. And this is ancient Greece, you know, sexual was way more fluid. It was not uncommon. And 
uh, they cast Jared Leto, who I do feel like, and we mentioned this, like they make these characters, like, like Jared Leto feel like effeminate, like how we would have pictured a gay guy at that the time the movie was made. But, but like these were still badass warrior guys. Like I doubt it was Jared Leto. Yeah, like looks wise, I think he's, he's you, could, you could see like uh, me falling in love with him because he is beautiful. He is beautiful. Both these guys are beautiful. They're both gorgeous. Yeah. But I think the dialogue between them oh, dude. is like pretty whack. And the love like, scene dialogue so bad. Yeah, and they don't want to go all the way with it. You know what I mean? I think they're. I think honestly, just make them like have gay sex and then have them be more badass. Like I would just up it. I would up the T in all directions. Yeah, there, there's like an there is an ancient. I think it might be Thebes or something like that. But there was like an, a, a Greek brigade where it was like 150 soldiers who were all couples. It was like dude couples. And they were the best because they were so loyal to each other. Yeah, how hard are you going to fight for that guy? Yeah, and, like, the, and the phalanx I, is protecting the guy next to you, so it's all yeah, and like the best. Like me and you, like we're bros, right? Yes. I go to back for you. Now we're also we've talked about it. Married. Yeah. Yeah. A are little you, more incentive, brother. Uh, yeah, I'm not dropping that fucking shield. That's my j source of joy right there. This, Take me, this bro. This is my dog and my partner. All right. So you come at me, or you come at him. I'll fucking kill you, you man. Fucking get out. I'll fucking kill you, dude. Get out. I'll fucking kill you. I don't care how big your army is. And that's how they needed to talk to each other. Yes. But they're like, when the when the light hits your eyes and it shines upon the glimmering sea of Svazusasar. Exactly. I see in you a man who could rise to any level. And I wish to support that man. I'm like. And then Alexander's like, and I will put a city named after me, but really it will be for you in every continent of this earth. And he's like, I don't want a city on any land, mountain, island, river. I want a city of us here. You're like, no, dude, just fucking be like, bro, we got each other's backs. Mm -hmm. And just fucking, why do we need to go to India? It could have been a lot more solid. Would have been sick. Anyway, I think once again, the verdict on this one is facts are going to be better. Fact. We're going facts, dude. The fiction sucked. And I think they bit off more than they could chew. Oh, but real quick before moving on, we did extensively research if Alexander had a hot mom. Mm -hmm. and, and we do not know if she was actually as hot as Angelina Jolie. No, because she's, she's smoking in this. She's hot, dude. And like, they, they cast her to be like a dark, witchy woman. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a layup for Angelina. Uh, I mean, when she, she could play that in her sleep. Bro, she pulls a snake out of a basket. I'm like, she's not even acting, dude. That's just footage from her trailer. Yeah, maternal time snake is an odd combo. Mm-hmm. It's not how I think of, you know, the paragon of mother, but yeah, I, I, his mom's super hot. Very, they, they went Oedipal way on the nose with it. Yeah. And I don't think we looked it up too. I don't know if he had an Oedipal complex. No, not, we don't even know if he had a hot mom. Exactly. He loved his, um, he loved the, the character. It starts with an H. I'm fucking blanking on his like, name. Just throw Rene Russo in there. Yeah. Give me some Rene Russo. Just dude. give us Russo. God. It's a little distracting with Angelina. It is. I'm like, dude, honestly, I'm like, why are we even taking the movie out of here? Let's just see what she's up to. It throws the whole movie off. Yeah. Because you know what? The thing about Angelina is is she's strong. Mm -hmm. You kind of think she is Alexander the Great. Like, I'm like, she should be leading the army. For sure. She should have been, you know, she could have been Joan of Arc, too. 100%. She's People say that she had the, the Philip killed because he was like, you know, the circumstances around his death are vague. Is that real? Yeah. So that's real life that maybe the lady was in on it? Maybe. Because he was taken out, maybe it was Alexander. And he was maybe going to make another heir. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, stuff gets dicey. So it was all about that, which is we've seen a million times. And we'll get into a little more of that with one of our other characters. So now, moving on and jumping way forward in history, but still keeping it about Fact 300 years. Fact is crushing it right now. Fact's way ahead right now, dude. Fiction's got no chance, bro. You know, does art reflect, you know, what's better, art or, or reality? We'll find out. We've got another character now. Benjamin Martin from The Patriot. Based on a real-life individual who's an American by the name of Francis Marion. So, French, but, you know, American by way of France. Of course, we all, we all emigrated here. And um, <clears throat> he is the Swamp Fox. Old Disney show called The Swamp Fox. Pretty fun. Um, you get Benjamin Martin, who is the ghost, a.k.a. he's this Swamp Fox. His main scene takes place in sort of a swamp marshland area. He's supposedly, Francis Marion, is uh, coined as the godfather of modern guerrilla warfare. Um, he learned, he fought in the French and Indian War, which is also, um, you know, the Benjamin Martin character recognizes that. They, you know, he talks with, uh, who's that general, the guy from, the fuckfish guy? Fuckfish from that... Um, oh, Tim Blake Nelson? Oh, no, Chris Cooper. Chris, Chris Cooper. Cooper, sorry. Chris Cooper, his, like, um, you know, general in the Continental Army friend, and he talks about his old days at the fort where he, like, massacred Indians, and he regrets it. Which was a good... It was a, a great add-on in the in the fictional version. Very good for the fictional version. Also, this guy, Francis Marion, owned many slaves. And in the movie, smart move yes. to the slaves speak for themselves, and they're like, hey, we're free. We just work here because we like the guy. Exactly. Which, you know, how many times that happened in real history? Close to zero. I'm betting not a lot. Yes. I'm betting lo <laughs> exactly. not a lot. Exactly. Um, At that time in South Carolina, which is where Francis Marion was from and where, uh, you know, Benjamin Martin's supposed to be from. Um, also, he's got a hot um, friend of his wife. That, no, so sister of the wife. The wife's cousin. Yeah. That was real. So yeah. in the movie, he marries the cousin. Yep, and he does. And she was 49 at the time. So it, I like, like that, that the lady was age appropriate. Yeah. Were you stoked on that too? I was very stoked on that. I'm like, they didn't younger up or do anything like that. He goes with a lady. That, in real life too. Yeah. In real life, he ended up with his lady's cousin and she was like 49 and i think he was a little bit older you know mm -hmm. but relatively age appropriate yeah he's stoked on that because he had a good resume like he could have been out there tom dude. dicking around with you know chicks at the club anyone he's like dude i mean honestly dude is it any easier to get laid than just like post revolutionary victor dude you're kind of a hero dude yeah bro oh dude are you guys fired up on this freedom and shit right now yeah, same here, dude. You leave on, like, your war jacket. You just wear that yeah. into the place. <sighs> sorry, dude. Is it cool? You get anywhere I can hang this, you know? Okay, cool. <sighs> and just take it off. Sorry. And then when you hang it, people can see, like, the light cut through the bullet holes in it. You're like, that's from when I just, I would just swivel my hips when I heard fire. Exactly. So some fucking British guy shot at me. You guys notice the beers are a little cheaper today? No tax on that? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome for that. About 60 cents cheaper. We're, but women weren't allowed into bars back then, right? On the taverns? probably There probably was like male drinking establishments. Yeah, I mean. So where did you get girls at? Fuck, dude. You just. Like you, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fucking just the street. You just hang. You just call up a bro and you're like, hey, do you have daughters who are of age? And he's like, yeah, cruise over. I've got whiskey and daughters. Yeah, you got to like send a letter to a friend and be like, I am in the mood to, to mate. Exactly. Do you have any potential partners that I could, yes. you know, secure a life for? Maybe this is how banquet started. We should start a banquet and get everyone together. Yeah, and you're working out for weeks before that. Yeah, oh, dude. Get you're your just... hair colored, doing the whole night. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, so fact or fiction, 
what's better, Swamp Fox as his moniker or the ghost? Both pretty cool. I mean, I got to go with the ghost. Though. I got to go with the ghost too, baby. Bro, it's ghost. It's dude. cooler. It feels more elemental and stuff. Yes. And you know, also Swamp Fox is like badass, but it's kind of like grungy. And a, and a fox is tricky. It's a cunning animal. It's like, ooh, I tricked you. I ran away. I'm running away. And swamps are disgusting. Yes. A, a ghost haunts you. You don't know what its unfinished you business is. You can't beat is. a ghost. No. There is no way you have to, and, it, and it, it strikes fear into the heart of anyone. You want to beat the swamp fox? Guess what? Leave the swamp. Exactly. Don't go chase him. And that's what the guy did. It was some guy like, oh, the Tavington character is actually a dude named uh, Tarleton. And he was not a pillager. He didn't kill any of Marion's sons, which I Fiction think- was better. Fiction in that regard is smart. But also you do say this, like, as far as your hero goes, like, you got two of your kids murdered, dude. Like- what are we doing here, bro? I don't know if uh, you're doing a good job of staying out of the war, dude. But a lot of great men, and this will come up later with another film, not the best fathers. It is true. You honestly kind of have to sacrifice the family. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's part of the beauty of it. We see that. It's like, so that other men can go have families. But, you know, some of it's not by their choice. No. But... Like the Cornwall, like that they kept the Cornwallis name. Great name for a general. Good Fantastic. casting. Dude. Yeah, what's that guy's name again? Tom Wilkinson the best. and Jason Isaacs as the two, the two British heavies. Fucking good, dude. Bro, those villains, dude. Jason Isaacs, you hate him. He does such a good job yeah. at being a villain. Despicable. Mm, he's despicable. And then even Cornwallis goes, "Damn him! Damn that man!" Yeah, he's like proper kind of like elegant ass. Mm-hmm. Getting taken down a little bit by our fucking hard-hitting American, you know, vibe. Yep. Oh, you said, I think you've shared this on the uh, Going Deep podcast, which if you don't listen, give it a listen. But I'm sure many of you do. No, check a lot it out, of crossover. Please. It's really dank. You said when you were in a theater, in uh, or a cousins of yours were in a theater, and there was a lot of disrespect. Dude, so my cousin Chapman, who's not like a let's go America guy, he's the opposite. Yeah. He's like, he's international. And he's like, oh, he's, he wouldn't fly because he, he didn't like post 9-11 how america patriot act stuff was going and like he's like i don't fly man they're tracking me they're tracking me Mm. um and so he was living in canada for a while and the patriot came out and he was in the theater enjoying the film not taking it too serious but when it got to that pivotal moment at the end where the american army's about to just pull back and give up and then fucking benjamin martin starts swinging the american flag and the sight of that gets the American army back on board to fight. Mm-hmm. So He sick. said the Canadians in the theater started laughing and that he got fired up, dude, because it, it, it triggered that deep down American that we all got. Yep. And then he was like, shut up. Dude, exactly. You stand up. up. Shut up, dude. You're standing up for freedom, dude. And then look, if they, if they made a movie where a guy was swinging the maple leaf. Yeah, I'd be fired up on I'd that. I'd laugh my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it'd be a joke what's he gonna go do put syrup on something yeah, no disrespect to the canadians but come on you know yeah. you don't got the kind of flag that gets swung brother nah dude, <laughs> nah, dude. look you, you guys know. are pretty cool sorry dudes no hate against the canadians we love you guys pretty cool uh, yeah we'll keep it down you know you're the neighbor upstairs you know hey we'll keep it down for you if it was like a comedy movie <laughs> and they swung like a canadian flag that just had like the sctv guys on it i'm buying it i'm in all by far long. the funniest people in the world come from Canada. canadians honestly are they the uh godfathers of american comedy absolutely and per capita no one produces more like heavy hitters true they get jim carrey john candy um all the sctv guys who else am i missing is martin short from canada yep 
Hamilton, is Ackroyd Canadian? Yep. Toronto. Bro. Dude, it's insane. What are they Eugene doing? Levy. Funny fuckers, man. All the uh, kids in the hall. Yep. You know what? That probably explains why they were laughing at the thing in the Patriot. Yeah. Because they're like, this is so over the top. They're like, funny. This is, yeah. And that's why they're funnier than us is because we Americans take it seriously. Yep. And they're just close enough where they share some, some things with us, but they're like able to observe it. Yeah. Outside, they have a little self-awareness. It's like when you have a dumb older brother who's like acting like a fool, you're always really funny because you're watching this guy. Yes. You're just like, oh, okay, so I see what a silly person would do in this situation. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You got us. But still. Still. Give it respect. Yep. But still, dude. It's Gibson waving the flag, dude. You know where there isn't a Canadian flag? The moon. Thank you, Thank dude. Thank you, dude. Need we say more, bro? This took a turn. Sorry, um. sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. We love Canada, Yeah, dude. I don't know. Sorry, I just got fired up, dudes. Sometimes it just feels good to be angry towards Some, people yeah. you don't know. Exactly. We but need it's all something ingest. to hate. It's all ingest. We love you guys, dude. You're our allies forever, dude. Love Canada. I want to go to Whistler. I'd love to go there. Yeah, sick-ass skiing. I've never even been to Canada. Fresh air. Oh, I've been to Vancouver once. Was it nice? Lovely. That's amazing. Clean city, beautiful port. Very Everyone's nice. Mm-hmm. And not to a fault. I love it. I'd go back in a heartbeat. Okay, so we're going on this one. Little bit, even in the score, a little bit here, but we're going to go with the fiction's better. Fiction's better. <clears throat> Benjamin Martin surpasses Francis Marion. I, I like all the screenwriting devices, the charming thing with the dogs, all that shit. Because um, he really did free prisoners in real life, too. That was a mission he went on. Yeah. It, it, I don't know if it had the clever, like, uh, haystack guy. Yeah, I don't know if it had yeah. the clever, like, bait and switch that he did, but that was true. One real life thing, though, that fucking would never fit into a movie. You couldn't put this into a movie because it's too crazy and it wouldn't fit in the story you're trying to tell. The one real life detail about this that I was like, I'll remember that. He would, pre the war, he was on a boat coming to America, gets hit by a whale, sinks the boat (laughs) and he survived on a, like a, you know, their version of a life raft for a week. Insanity. Wow. I mean, you couldn't film it. No. That's its own movie. That's Moby Dick. That's its own movie. Yeah, that's yeah. like the prequel. Yeah. I mean, that's insanity. If Oliver Stone directs it, he's like, that has to be in here. We need 35 minutes of that. Let's find out who this whale is. Let's get some visions from the whale. Mm-hmm. And let's have a whale dream sequence. We need to find out that yeah, point get, of view. You get his dreams, the yeah. humans, and then you cut to the whale's yes. dreams. Yeah. Can the whale's dreams uh, yeah, exactly, dude. be played uh, with the doors played over it? Yeah. yeah, exactly, dude. It's just, it's just as dark and ominous as the human dreams. Exactly, dude. Yeah, I think, I think that one is definitely fiction wins the day. Yeah. The NFL playoff action continues, dude. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. I mean, it's... It's better than Christmas. In the NFL divisional round, I mean, we got games on Saturdays. We got games on Sundays. And it is time to check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Dude, I love parlays. I mean, I'm telling you right now, it's so sweet when one of those legs hits and then another one of those legs hits and you're just like, let's go. 
go, dude, one more, or even maybe one more, depending on how beefy you want to make it, how juicy you want that steak in your steaks to be. That's a little double entendre, dude. So I'm fired up, dude. I'm fired up for the AFC matchups, dude. Um, you know, you know, I'm fired up for those AFC games. NFC, tight, tight. You know, I'm not, you know, disrespecting, but I think the action's going to be on the AFC, and I got my eye on all those games, dude. So right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DANK. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DANK. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So moving right along, but not too far as far as actors are concerned. I mean, it's no mystery we got Gibson on here back to back. Uh, we're going to William Wallace, the Braveheart. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one for fact. Fact is coming in as a heavy underdog here. Very heavy underdog. Braveheart, maybe the most inspiring movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Maybe the most like heartfelt epic, most romantic epic ever made. Yes. I mean, it is pure of spirit. Yes. It is about a guy whose lady gets, he's, he's pure. He doesn't want to fight. He just wants to love a woman and make a family. And then evil gets in the way. But he's not going to just sit there and cry about it. He's not only going to kill the people who fucked over him. He's going to kill and conquer everybody who's fucked over anyone he knows. He's capable of taking it to that level of retribution. Yes. He's saying, you fuck me? No, I fuck you. And it's, but it's righteous. Very righteous. Very righteous. And his character, if we're looking at it from a perspective of like foibles, I think has none. No, he's perfect. He's Jesus. He's he's Jesus. He's sacrificial and uh, he sacrifices himself. I remember they really like... The, the one of the um, selling points in the trailer for this was like not all heroes live in the end, like mm-hmm. you know, because it's just not going to be your Hollywood ending. So people are like, wait, what? Like, are, he needs to live in the end, like, and you know, it, spoiler alert, it's history, so you can look it up. Um, he definitely was tortured, but and, even he dies, he d- he never backs down. So yeah, ne- not they want to give time. him the numbing agent. He spits it out. And he never asks for mercy. He will not ask them for mercy. Freedom. So good. What is the word that he wants him to stay where he says like... I think mercy, right? mercy. Because then his homies are even like, mercy, William. Yes. And his boys snuck in. I know. I love that. They're wearing the hoods, dude. They're enemies of the state and they sneak in Mm -hmm. just to be there for their dog, dude. You knew they were going to be there. And dude, they do a good job in this movie, unlike Alexander, where they have these moments where he's like... I know she sees me and your dad sees you too. And then he punches him. I'm like, that's all you need, bro. They, no, you, it feels like real camaraderie. There's yes. none of that in, uh, in, uh, Alexander. And, uh, yeah. Cletus could have just been like, you're trying to impress your dad. Like, you know, y- he's a sore spot on you. And Alexander should have been like, fuck you. And then like they fight in the gu- He orders the guards to kill him. It's like a three minute scene. Well, and cause Done. they're, they're challenging each other in Braveheart from a place of like, Hey, I want to see you grow. In yes. Alexander, they challenge each other from like, trying to tear each other down and yeah. maybe that's an ollie stone mel gibson thing i'm betting mel gibson has more football sunday i mean he's not from here so maybe yeah. he doesn't like football but whatever it is he likes to watch he's got more correction. homies over than oliver stone on those days oh, for sure Cor- correction is always uh mel gibson is from the united states okay he, oh, he's yes. from here but he just grew up in australia he moved there when he was 12 till he got famous at like 20 oh, okay thank you good correction so yeah football sundays with the boy hell yeah oliver stone doesn't seem like a uh 
Like a guy's guy. No. Few directors, I feel like, are like dudes, dudes. That's basically my problem with Alexander the Great. I'm like, you should have made him more of a guy's guy. Yeah, exactly. Like Wallace, everyone wants to kick it with this guy. He's awesome. He's the man. And speaking of, oh, Aaron's is a good point, and this is what we learned as well. Speaking of the fact how Gibson was actually American, then claims, you know, Australian for a little bit, I guess, and then comes back. Wallace was like the son of a, of a nobleman who like, and Scotland at this time, like was also being invaded by Norway. Basically the Vikings were always coming down and, and they had deals with England to defend them from. It's very complicated. Yeah. And like Scotland and England were on the same team and then like, yes. you know, a king got split up with his crew and then like there was a claim. Someone was, dies on a nighttime horse ride and there's no air. Once I found out Norway was like in charge of Scotland, I instantly got more bored. Correct. And then. Which you have to give to fiction. Get Norway out of the picture. Let's yeah, just, just do make two it enemies. Simple. And we all think of England as being like an imperial oppressor. So right away, there's I, I don't need much more than that. No. And then once I found out William Wallace, like Welsh. Yep, he was Welsh. He's not even that's from it. Scotland. And Wallace like, means Welshman, like Wallesh. Mm-hmm. So that's what his surname is. And you pointed this out. The real life William. <laughs> dude, I yeah. almost called Mel Gibson the real life William Wallace. <laughs> he is, dude, <laughs> To he let is. you know where my bias is here. <laughs> William Wallace avenging his wife. The real life William Wallace was just, uh, he was like, he had run-ins with the law and was stealing fish and then was getting taxed because there was a tax on it. And so basically he didn't want to get taxed by the British on that fish. So he's like, fuck this. Which is still badass. Yeah. But not quite inspiring. Not quite inspiring as slitting the local magistrate's throat after one of your soldiers and underlings disrespects you and murders your wife. Exactly. Yeah, they execute. So a good, uh, as you coined this term, historical license. Dude, I'm very good. Blown away by what writers are capable of. It's unreal. Like I don't know how Mel Gibson decided on this guy and then came up with the story he came up with. Like it's really remarkable. I'm I'm truly in awe. And you know what's? It kind of has this thing that Tarantino's tapped into, which maybe was already happening, but without humor. Tarantino does these historical whimsy movies: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Glorious Bastards. These versions aren't that far off from that. Like, uh, with as far as taking the artistic license of giving him a wife, doing no, like, it's like, this like, one is the most. This one's the biggest departure from reality. He does not get with the French queen or bone the French no. queen. Although he did have like did take other lovers, you know. He no, was getting some tail. Yeah, excuse part of my my French, which he did speak, and Latin, which he did speak. He learned from his uncle, who was a priest. But in the movie, yes, in which the movie. was awesome because they made him smart and do that scene when his uncle's like, "You'll learn to use this before you learn to do this." Yeah, that's none of that. That's just all Mel Gibson being like, "This is how you should raise a warrior." I, I think to jump a little bit, fiction wins, hands down. This is like a you know ten rounds to two beat down. Correct, and the the battle sequences alone in this are so badass. Which also. Are, the tactics he uses are cool, but the the main big battle at like Sterling was not on a field like that. It was a bridge, but the real William Wallace was very smart um, and used basically guerrilla tactics of letting half the larger British army cross the bridge, spread attack them, out. them there, push them back against the water. They drown in their armor. Then they chase. That's pretty awesome. It was badass. It was super smart. That's pretty awesome. And would have been cool to film, but you can look from a logistics filmmaking standpoint. You're like, let's not add water to this production. Let's not it, like, you yeah. can just be like, that's just a production thing. I mean, I cannot, that, that sounds so awesome. And I'd love to see that in a movie, but there's nothing I would change about the way the battle scenes are done. Correct. And even the little mess ups where the background actors are yeah, like yeah, swinging kinda... sticks. 
I love it. It works great. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun. It it just some things are touched by God and meant to be like perfect even in their imperfections, and that's Braveheart for me. It's Correct. just wall to wall the best. His speeches, the best speeches ever. Trade all of this. I mean, it's just there's nothing better. It's the best. So no question, fiction catches up here, and we are now tied. Two facts. Oh, two facts, two fictions. Yeah. Joan of Arc fact. Um, Whoa, we got we got a ball game here. Alexander fact. And we only got one left. And we got one left. This is why we do this. And we got a ball game. One here. might say this has been curated, but here's the thing: we didn't know which way we were going to go. We kept our biases. We didn't know. And of course, we're finishing off with the best, in my opinion. Epic. I love this film. I've seen it. I don't know what I've seen more: this film or Braveheart. Gladiator. Gladiator. And here's the thing, curveball, we're not going with Maximus. We're going with the actual character, Commodus. Because Maximus is made up whole cloth. To serve Commodus. Maximus is the, out of the gladiator story, Marcus Aurelius, real dude, Mm -hmm. really did have a piece of shit son, Commodus, who was a piece of shit leader. Yes. The Senate, all those characters, real. The only thing in Gladiator that's totally made up is the hero. Exactly. And it's based on, but you made this. You're like, how smart of a screenwriting point to expand that uh, wrestler role? It was, yeah. it was a wrestler. So the Senate decides to kill Commodus because he's a piece of shit. He really did fight in the Gladiator, uh, in the Coliseum against Gladiators. Yes. Because he was like trying to prove something. He was like, I'm a badass. And he would make the Senate come and watch him. And cheer for him and, like, and be like, you. and he made like them write a certain speech. Like he had a chant. And it's like, you must, call, like, they would chant in Latin, like, you're the greatest. You're the coolest. I think I took a photo of what he made them say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so funny, fucking dude. hilarious. He dude. made them say a chant for him, dude. And he sucked. He Actually, they say he wasn't that bad They said he fighting. was a good fighter. Yeah, he wasn't. He, yeah. But he was a bad, he also made them watch him do stand-up. <laughs> yes, he did. He, he, he would make them watch him do stand-up, and he'd make them laugh. And and people are on record as saying it was a little bit blue. Yeah, they like, got, it was a little bit too crude for us. People who would go to an arena and watch people get their throat slit and murdered were like, but his humor is just a little uncomfortable. This is this is what he would make them chant. You are Lord and you are first of all men most fortunate. You win and win, you will. From the time everlasting, Amazonian, you will win. <laughs> so he's making dudes who hate him cheer for him. And so here's the thing. Commodus in the movie Gladiator, one of the best villains of all time. Bro, so good. One of the best actors alive, Joaquin Phoenix, plays it to perfection. Mm-hmm. But dude, this real life Commodus is yeah. a character. Dude, he, dude he, he, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's so tough. Like the actual fact of what he did, bro, he gathered up all of the um, like homeless from Rome, the city of Rome, who had like diabetes or uh, had injuries. Like it had to have feet amputated or hands, and he wanted to because he liked to recreate things from history in the uh, and to glorify Rome, which was also in the in the film exactly. And he recreates this thing where like Romans defeated giants, but giants were depicted as having like snake limbs, and literally sewed. Imagine this being picked up off the street. You're already losing, missing a foot, and he goes, "Now we're gonna sew a snake onto your skin, and you're just gonna throw stones." at me and my buddies who are playing the Giants and we're going to come kill you. I mean, a lot of thought goes into that kind of sadism. Yes. You know what this is ripe for? The real Commodus? Because I think there's still meat on that bone for to do more Commodus stuff. Yeah. A mini series, bro. Yes. Showtime. 
yeah, show Showtime t- miniseries. We do need this. Like the Dark Lord or whatever. You will win or something like that. It, like, dude, remember the series Rome on HBO? Yeah, it was fire. Dude, it was so good. Like, get the producers from that or The Last Kingdom or something. Or, yeah, give us, like, I think Showtime would be better than, like, a BBC because Showtime, you could get a little nastier. There's going to be more sex. Exactly. And we want the sex. I want the boobs. Also, fictional, he never had a crush on his sister. In fact, he did not like his sister which you kind of didn't need. It was an interesting element to have that in there because he was such a weird guy. I think it added to because it's like his dad favors Maximus and his sister favors Maximus. And like not only favor him, but like... Loves him as a son. Love him. Like he wishes Maximus was his son. Mm -hmm. She wishes Maximus was her husband. husband. It's just everything's just elevating Maximus and making Commodus feel more like a... And the reason they love Maximus is because he's not even worried about that shit. He's just trying to be the best guy he can be. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like the embodiment of that stoic philosophy. But uh, wait, what was I gonna say? Fucking. But so I liked I liked the fictional move there to bring this. But then smart screenwriting. Circling back, he was killed by a gladiator, but he knew this guy. It was his personal trainer. <laughs> yeah, dude. And the Senate, like, they tried to poison him. It didn't work. And then they just went up to his personal trainer, like, fucking kill him, and he just choked him to death yes. in real life. <laughs> Which is so funny because, dude, I also think powerful people, their best friend is oftentimes their personal trainer. You're right. It, it so is. It is like a, it's a weird employment relationship, but they're like, they open up to like, you're training and working out. <clears throat> you're having all your deepest talks and conversations. That's their therapist. Yes. Like the rock, his best friend's his personal trainer. When the rock got a divorce, his personal trainer married his wife. Whoa. And they all hang out together. Dude, that's amazing. And then Kevin Hart in his Netflix series, when he goes through his, his cheating scandal, he just hangs out with his personal trainer every day, and then they get in a fight on a private jet because Kevin Hart's talking shit to him, and the personal trainer like is like deeply hurt and like almost kills him, because you are you're like you're this dude's employer, mm-hmm. so you kind of feel better than him, but this dude can fuck you up, yeah, and he knows that, so he's always a little bit like, yo, why am I listening to this dude? I could fucking exactly, and then this guy actually got to do it and choke him to death, but then to take that character and make him the main character of a whole movie and make him the greatest hero ever. smart screenwriting in like the leaps that they take of like he's this he's now a general let's make him a Spaniard beautiful choice I just love that he's a Spaniard for some reason and it captures the sort of it brings this sort of worldly essence of Rome in there and and Rome did do that they would you know bring in generals from wherever and, and he was Roman citizen and that's badass but yeah that's such a it's something where my mind would never go there like I would have kept him in the wrestling world or like gone on this journey of like a personal training but it's dude like he's training and then he has all these crazy gladiator fights dude. <laughs> exactly. like dude you know he's trying he's implementing calisthenics now like uh yeah like he's inventing new workout modalities yes. yeah we would make it about the invention of crossfit like yes. the first olympic lift and you have such good character dude, that'd be so interesting there needs to be a crossfit movie you should direct a crossfit movie dude um, i would i would it'd be so sick uh they really would like he he would kill a uh ostrich he used to kill strange animals and the people actually didn't like that they had no problem yeah, with mean. killing slaves but like human animals slaves, are innocent exactly you can't you do not kill a mockingbird because it is innocent so why like he would cut off giraffes heads and people are like we don't like this dude so for like how genius he was of knowing rome's this mob he also was very tone deaf mm-hmm. his ego would get the best of him um so yeah it's kind of tough i mean we also did a little bit, and this is interesting to bring up, like, was he the worst Roman emperor of all time? They say Nero is probably yeah, worse. Yeah, it's like him. Nero has a 
bigger rep as being bad. Yeah. But they're neck and neck. Yeah. But what's crazy about Commodus, and you already knew this, Commodus is one of the worst emperors of all time, and his dad is historically remembered as one of the five oh, yes. good emperors. Yeah, the, yeah the, they call this the five, you get the five good. You've got Nerva, Trajan, Hadrian, Antonius Pius, and Marcus Aurelius. And you're reading that off a comp, but yesterday when we were hanging, you did it off the top. Let's go. Right oh, off the dome, dude. You knew all five. Go. It was fucking insane. It's fucking rad, dude. That's why you got to have your podcast, dude. History is dank, dude, you know. You got to be looking shit up on the daily, you know? You're doing that. And that's what I'm saying. You were impressed by that. I tell listeners, dude, have those facts ready to go. When you meet your girlfriend's dad for the first time, you bring that up. No matter what he does, he'll be like, whoa. You know, you shake his hand, you go, hey, I've heard a lot about you. I heard you might be the sixth good emperor. And he's like, what do you mean by that? You're like, well, throughout Rome's history, they had five leaders who were designated as benevolent. And I would consider you part of that clan, yes. that elite unit. And he goes, whoa, did you major in history? You go, no. Econ. Yeah, econ, but guess what? I like to read a little. Were you poli sci? No, I was econ. Yeah, you were econ. econ. Yeah. yeah. Econ, hey, it's a practical major. I would say if you're looking for anything, it, you can. It applies equations and jargon to real world tendencies of humans. It's Smart. All it is, you understand you know? the brain. You understand psychology. You understand how people act and why they act how they act. Exactly, dude. 100%. It was fucking sick, dude. It was sick, sick as fuck, dude. So. I mean, I got to go with right now. The movie's so good. Dude, it's neck and neck, but I agree. I think I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go with fiction. I'm going fiction too, because Gladiator is just the fucking best movie ever. And I wouldn't have learned about the real Commodus. No. Without the movie. Like, you're going to learn about Alexander the Great no matter what. Yep. But I would not have known about any of these cast characters. Well, I guess Marcus Aurelius, because he's so popular. like Popular, stoic. Yeah. There, there's a way in there. But honestly, I think Gladiator helped with that, too. Mm-hmm. I think that might have helped with the circulation on those books. You didn't really hear a lot about the Stoics until post-Gladiator. No, no. Some dude like that went to law school, read the Stoics, and you're like, okay, interesting. And, dude, here's one of them. It's a big takeaway. I think if you're going to do a historical story, better to make the historical, better to pick a villain historical figure and make up the hero. Yeah. Because there's just not a lot of pure heroes in history. If you're going to tell the story of a hero, you have to sand down a lot of their qualities. Like Benjamin Martin, it's like, all right, well, he can't own slaves because that's just like, it's too cruel and it'll, it'll fuck up the whole movie. But you can take a villain from history because a lot of these powerful people do fucked up shit. So you don't have yes. to embellish at all. You actually have to throw away some of the bad stuff they do and you kind of have to make up the hero because there's just not as many pure heroes in history but it's easy to write a hero totally because we all know what we want in that character 100 percent. we know like though the hero courage selflessness these are across any culture valued traits mm-hmm. you know few cultures are celebrating you know clever and trickiness and, and stuff like that or uh and then yeah i, I think you are right you take the villain and you create the hero around it. Yeah. That's why you get so many good World War II movies. You have your villain built in, Nazi Germany or Hitler or whoever it is, and then you have these different heroic stories. And then you, you get the Saving circulate. Private Ryan unit or something. Exactly. You got Genghis Khan, and then you just you, you create a villager who fought nobly against yes. him. He's a guy that we could have put on this list. Is there a movie about Genghis, though? No, there was a Netflix series, and I like the actor that did it. Aaron, did you ever see that series? No. No, it was good. I watched the first season. Um, but yeah, there should be a movie. Well, there is. What's the, there is a movie? 
It's starring John Wayne as Genghis Khan, though. Yeah, that Yikes. sounds rough. Yeah, yeah that's going to be bad. I'm going to go fact over that yeah, I'm one going fact all over that day one long. Too. I'm not even like real like dogmatic about that, that you got to be like the thing you're playing, but, you know, within reason. Yeah, and you know what you should do if you want good Genghis Khan? You turn me on to this podcast, Dan Carlin. You, you showed me Dan Carlin. Yeah, but then you you are way more well versed in his stuff at this point than I, I did am. a deep dive. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, you took it. to it like a fish to water, brother. Really, but his if you've got about eighty seven hours to spare one day, go ahead and listen to a Dan Carlin podcast on the con, and you will be his monologues are incredible. The best. If we are going to have the great debate whether fact or fiction wins out, yeah, the thing you have to realize <laughs> is that our understanding of fact is severely limited yes, exactly. by the amount of resources we can pull from. Had you been there in the moment, exactly. you would never, ever pick fiction over fact. And we are, of course, once again, inhibited by our 21st century mind. You need to have the mind of an individual under those circumstances at that time and experiencing what was happening at that time to you, whether unbeknownst to you or not would have been absolutely earth-shattering. What it really brings to mind is the slippery nature of morality. <laughs> what you today exactly. believe to be good and wrong may not have existed in the time period we are covering today. <laughs> yeah, he's the best, dude. He's the best. He's the he, be he should do ads, dude. He just needs to do ads for, like, fucking... If he could believe in the ads the way he believes in yes. the... the the poetry of history, dude. It'd be unbelievable, dude. Do you have seasonal allergies? <laughs> Do you feel the wind coming in from the east, or east around the springtime? And does it bring with it a certain essence unbeknownst to your system? Well, now you can be free and liberated from those. Now stare at that bottle you're holding and imagine the power inside of those capsules. What you are capable of has never in history been able to be processed and put together into one object, and that is in your hand right now. And contact your doctor if you experience boners, <laughs> arrhythmic heartbeats that last a rash six hours. Exactly. Which is about how long his podcasts are. Yeah. Exactly. If you have a boner for the entire duration of one of my podcasts, go to the doctor. Mm -hmm. Dude, this has been amazing. I mean, I think... So we're going fiction. I think fiction takes the cake. I think it does. And, and look, we like to be told stories. We enjoy these things. I mean, it, you do have to make the stories more accessible. And like there is just, also with just history, there's, so, there's a lot of crudeness and just stuff that's not fun. That's like gnarly that you, you know, as far as being told, you kind of want to not look just into it. Just doesn't fit into it. Yeah. And uh, it's really how great these writers are. It's unreal. That's dude. what I came to the conclusion. Like these writers are incredible. Like they got this real life, you know, uh, source that they're pulling from, but it's really their imagination. It's so good. And how do you not, I mean, it's probably just a money thing and maybe ego by like the way of directors or whoever's in on the project, but like, why not just get the writers from Braveheart or the writers from Gladiator to write every, every movie, just take, like if I've got a studio and I've got a lot of money, I'm hiring those guys. Let's just pick different characters from history and let's just fucking make those scripts. Well, they're making a new gladiator. They are? Yeah, and the main guy's the kid from Normal People. Wait, what's that kid? No. Oh, I fucking look Colin? Yeah. Connell. Or no, yeah, Connell. Yeah. Bro, let's fucking go. Dude, he needs to have that chain necklace on the whole time. He's though. the like, lead in the new gladiator. Dude. 
That is the best thing I've ever heard. That news right there. I know. I'm so glad it's being captured. You look incredible right now. Stay on him. Stay oh, on him. dude. I'm going to fucking... When does it come out? That's going to be so... We're seeing that together. Dude, we need to dress up for that. Oh, I'm we, down. We haven't dressed up since Maverick. But that was a modest. We need to put on Gladiator attire. We're going to show a little more skin this time. Yes. We need to dress as Connell from Normal People. <laughs> And just, just wear sad and depressed and drab. Exactly, wear sweater, wool sweaters, dude, and just cruise around. And not dude. be sexually adventurous. <laughs> exactly, dude. Come on, dude. Dude, and just protect Marianne. I, I had one more thing to throw at you. Let's go. So it feels like there's two films that we always circle back to yes. in any conversation. Yes. Which are you know what they are? Gladiator, Bray Wyatt. All right. And which which one? I gotta choose. You gotta choose. They're in the Coliseum right now, and they're fighting each other. And only, hey, the thumbs down. One of them's got to die. Who are you taking out of that? Who are you taking out of that scene? Who are you letting live? Holy shit. Or who, who kills the other one? Holy shit, dude. This is so great. You have William Wallace, who has a broadsword. You have, and this, I might have to get technical, you have. But not in a fight. You can do that too. Yeah, who wins okay, in a fight I, first? I think Maximus. I think Maximus he has kicks the, he, his ass. Yeah, he has the shield, and he's the type of gladiator. It's called a secutor, which is what Commodus would go as, which is like a larger shield with a sword. Right. Which was just the best. You know, you got the trident net great guy. Knowledge. Great knowledge. You got the other dude who has like a fucking thing. You know, they all have names, and it's just for entertainment purposes. But the big shield with the decent-sized sword, it's the best combo. Better training. Yeah, you're lighter. His technical ability is phenomenal. Yes. Who do you take against like 10 guys? Could be Wallace. Right? Because he has this one six on foot one. I go sword. Maximus, but if it's one of them against a bunch of guys, yeah. Wallace seems like he just runs through people faster. And he's a dude who's going to kill someone, Wallace, and then pick up the shield or whatever he has against him, use it. And he's like gaining momentum after each person he kills. Yes. He's like the Hulk or something like that. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be fucking badass. So that's a very difficult question you asked me. It's almost unanswerable, like, how, you know, in a movable force meets a fucking unmovable object or whatever the fuck it is. But I'm probably going to have to go with, just because it was first, probably William Wallace. So And so which movie's better? You're going... Movie? Like, which one is, is the, the, the movie? Because these are all in the same category, right? Like, inspiring... Uh, historical epics dude the move i mean the soundtrack for gladiator i think takes the soundtrack for Bra oh no but the bagpipes in braveheart bro when they're playing it and they're coming from the and the i gotta go braveheart Prince, i go braveheart too i gotta go braveheart i think braveheart's because it's bigger it's yes. more sweeping yes that's so true it's more it's more sweeping it is like the, the shots of him just riding the horse across like the scottish highlands it's just i don't know it feels like that guy traversed so much in one life in, in, it's not as concentrated as Gladiator. It's so true. And Gladiator has these amazing set pieces. And then sort of the maneuvering, which while very interesting and good and, and clever, the downtime maneuvering between the big set pieces can be a little dull. Whereas with Braveheart, I feel like even the downtime, like I'm still fired up. I'm still stoked. I love... I mean, yeah, it's tough, dude. They're both unbelievable, dude. There's a little, and there's a little more humor in Braveheart, too. True. You do get your, like, some men are longer than others. You get your Steven. Yeah, the bagpipes and they're fucking around, throwing mm -hmm. rocks at each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's got it all, dude. Braveheart. Aaron? Uh, I mean, I'm not a good... I've never seen Braveheart. I've, I've mentioned this before. 
Whoa. I don't must have blocked it yeah, out. I think I suppressed that memory. Yeah, I think that that got. I think I really suppressed that. Yeah, I don't think I'd be. Here it's right just now such a time commitment, oh. you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I sure, need to. Sure. I need to do it. I want to do it. Oh, but yeah, I just no. haven't. What's the rest of your day look like? Yeah, I'm pretty busy. Can we cancel some studios? No. Should we get out of here? Really, man? Yeah. So let's just go walk. Dude, I'll honestly I mean, bring five guys over to your house. You don't have to watch the whole thing in one sitting <laughs> either. I mean, you probably will because you'll get pretty wrapped up in it. Yeah, you'll be yeah, like, yeah. this is beautiful. I really identify with this character. I mean, this is going to be one of those things, Aaron, where you're going to be different after you watch it. So I'm actually kind of excited. Yeah, it's going to really open up a lot of things. It's going to be a new version of you. I love this version now, but it's going to be like the upgrade. The sky's the limit. Yeah. I mean, you're so great now, but then you know, you put this, you put this kind of high performance gas into a high performance vehicle, and you're going to be taking those turns a little faster, brother. Exactly. We just cool. found out like you've got a 1080p tv but your cable's only 720 it's like well brother you're not getting the right picture here yeah you know we need it's to really a bit dull yeah well let's get this going yeah let's give you let's get the full experience have you seen gladiator at least yeah of course okay thank you of these movies okay fine so gladiator and i think my second favorite on this list would probably be the patriot because mm-hmm. i do not like joan of arc and alexander's basically unwatchable two bad movies um do you go gladiator or patriot uh, I go Patriot. I knew you were gonna say that. that that's <laughs> so that's demented. so insane that I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even think to pose that as a question when yeah. when Strider posed it as a question. I was like, that was a genius question to ask because I, I would never. It's so absurd. I never would have thought to ask. And it, it was I thought it was a layup, and I was gonna go as soon as Aaron said it. I was gonna go. What a great episode! Thank you, everyone. Please read the right. And now we have to keep talking. Yeah. And now we really need to get the energy because people are gonna. Their whole day is gonna be thrown off. There's. I didn't even know there was worms in the can, and now they're they're everywhere. Yep. <laughs> um. So I guess my question after that, my follow up is, um, it's just lighter. I mean, it's just a lighter movie. Yeah, you know, when his not, two sons get murdered by Tavington. That's not great, obviously, for him, but I mean it is <laughs> it is lighter and the whole he does he does live and win the day. Yeah. All right. Does he yeah, he does win the day. No, that's not a bad point. But just as a movie. Yeah. We're talking about Gladiator. Bro. Best picture. Fucking won a fucking Oscar, dude. And the action Best. scenes, man. To call him the trophy, dude. And the dialogue. Yeah. You know what? I like it. I like that he went Patriot. And you know what? It's your freedom to yeah. do that, dude. That's your freedom. Yeah. So I like that. I like this episode. JT, you came in here. Any themes or takeaways that we need to be considering? I mean, I think we've covered it nicely, but before we sign off, um, anything else you got for us that we need to know? Yeah, I think... Don't let history get in the way of a good story, but also don't get in the way of history's good story. That's beautifully put. It's so true. It's be- and it's difficult. That's why it's art, because you need to navigate that and the choices you make. Like, I think with Ollie Stone, like, you had it, man. It was all right there. You just had to pick some parts, and, and, he, and he picked some of the right parts, but he just didn't do them the right way. And then with... You know, Braveheart and Gladiator, they're like, oh, there's some good bones here, but I gotta, I, I'm gonna rebuild it into this kind of house. And, and they did an amazing job with it. And I'm happy to live under, the, under those roofs. It was the best. And you know what? This was a great idea that you had to come on here, dude, and talk historical Just license. An excuse to see. I mean, I love, I love it too. And I think we can come back with some sports versions of it. I mean, Ooh, we get, there's a lot of meat on this bone. That's a great idea. Sports movies versus the true story versus mm-hmm. the, I mean, sign me up all day long. 
Um, leave the comments. Let us know if you'd like to hear that sports episode. Leave a review. That always helps. Check out the Going Deep Pod with JT. Also, um, Chad and JT are hitting the road. Check out their tour. They're coming to cities fucking near you. Um, Aaron, you're a beast. We got to get you to see Braveheart this year in 2023. That's the New Year's resolution. Sure. Um, guys, questions, comments, suggestions, stridewilsonshreds at gmail.com. JT, you're a beast. Thanks for being love here. Love you, man. Love you too, brother. Love you. Love you. Love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Always have. I love you. Always have. <laughs> <laughs> Mate. You're sick. <laughs> <laughs>